0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorinda Wilson podcast where moms are encouraged to simplify, slow down, and embrace their very important roles as moms and as homeschooling moms. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one for 31 years, mom to eight, ages 16 to 29, and nana to six. I'm also a 25 year veteran homeschooling mom with seven graduated, and the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling available on Amazon. Now, I share much of my experience on my podcast, the Dorenda Wilson Podcast, and my website, DorendaWilson.com, and I'd love it if you would subscribe there. Just go to DorendaWilson.com, wait for the pop-up. You'll also receive a free gift to enjoy. So let's get started. We're gonna be talking about homeschooling and how to deal with opposition from others. Now, if I asked any of you if you had ever experienced opposition for your decision to homeschool, I will bet that every single one of you would raise your hand. And so the first point that I want to make that's very, very important is for you to remember that you are not alone, okay? It's important to know this because loneliness can cause us to feel weak and vulnerable and doubt what we're doing, okay? So you need to know you are not alone, Many have gone before you. This homeschooling thing isn't new, okay? There were people doing it back in the 70s when it was illegal. It was still illegal in the 80s. And, it, and slowly through the 80s and the 90s, it became legalized in, I believe, all 50 states. People worked hard for that. They fought hard for that. So never take that for granted. And remember that, that these people fought uh, to make a way so that you could homeschool freely in your state where you live. So one of the things that I want to, one of the quick stories I want to tell you is, um, and this is a little bit more about opposition in parenting, but the the principle still applies. When our son Luke was about four years old, um, he he had that personality that was he was kind of a hothead, you know, so his little vein in his neck would pop out when he got upset and he, he had a very strong sense of justice. So he ended up upset a lot. And, you know, he's, he's like in the middle of all these, you know, seven kids at the time. We had one more after that. But anyway, so he was struggling a bit off and on, as a, especially as a toddler, because, you know, they're still finding their words, learning how to express themselves. Anyhow, um, we had a very close family member basically sit us down and tell us that we were really screwing up our kid that we were not hard enough on him, that he was going to be a a hot mess as a teenager and an adult, and we needed to clamp down on him. And I'm listening and I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know, but okay, you know, I respected this person. I thought, well, maybe this person is right. And so I started to sort of try to implement some of that, the more, you know, kind of harsh authoritarian type, um, you know, toe-the-line kind of thing with him, and it just it was immediately fell flat. I Something wasn't right in here. He wasn't responding well to it. Um, I could tell it was just crushing our relationship, and I just decided that was n- not something I wanted to do. But, of course, I wanted to do the right thing, right? And so this person had stirred up all these doubts inside of me, and I went to my husband, and I said, Look, here's here's what was said. You were there. You heard it. I've tried implementing it. This is what happened, what do you think? And he said to me, Dorenda, if anyone is going to talk to us uh, about how did he put that? He said, "If God is going to talk to anyone about how we should raise Luke, it's going to be us. It's not going to be that other person. It's going to be us. And it's like the light bulb went on, and it's the same thing with homeschooling, right? God has called you to homeschooling your kids, not the neighbor. Not your mother in law, not even your closest friend. You, you have been called to it. This is your calling, not theirs. So God is the one, He's gonna talk to you. You're the one He's gonna talk to about how to raise and homeschool your kids. And so uh, what was really fascinating was it wasn't much later that I ran across the scripture because I thought, Lord, I'm still kind of just slightly doubtful, you know, what. What does this look like, you know, in the big picture when other people are opposing? What what should my perspective be? And I was reading through um, Psalm 37 and I ran across these verses. okay Um grab the passage here. OK, verses three and four say, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Verse five says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. So do you hear the messages in there? We trust in the Lord. We do the good that we believe is in the best interest of our children by homeschooling them and choosing how we're going to homeschool them. And God's saying you'll live in the land and you'll prosper. Like he's going to bless that, right? Take delight in the Lord. So delight in him, fear him rather than man, and he'll give you your heart's desire. As parents and moms, what is our heart's desire for our kids? We want them to be well-educated, but more than anything, we want them to grow up to be strong, healthy, healthy. Productive adults who love the Lord and love their families and love the people around them and are effective in their communities and at their jobs. And um, so he's saying, Take delight in him. Okay, so we're fearing him over man and he will give you your heart's desires. Then he says, Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. How simple is that? Don't you just love God's principles? Commit it to Him. We keep doing it. I did this over and over and over again over our homeschooling years, especially when I was starting to doubt something or doubt the way I was doing something. Commit everything you do to the Lord and then trust Him and He will help you. Isn't that beautiful? This is the part that really stuck out to me though. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. The point was... People may not understand right now, but time will tell. Time, uh, truth stands the test of time. People may look at you and go, you're crazy. I don't know why you're doing this, or I think you're doing this the wrong way. And in your heart, you're like, no, I I just, I believe this is the best thing for our our kids. And so you move forward in that and time um, ends up proving that you were right. And this is what happened with our son in that situation with the close family member, um, they love him. He is 22 now. And if they call anybody to talk to part of the family, they will call him. So exactly happened what God promised. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. And so if you, uh, pass down to, um, skip over some verses in that chapter and get down to, uh, Verse 34. This is beautiful. Put your hope in the Lord. You hear that again? Hope in the Lord, not in man's approval. Hope in the Lord Travel steadily along his path. So we're, we remain faithful to the path that God has put us on. He will honor you by giving you the land. And I see that as um, a, a successful, in his eyes, homeschooling experience, a successful parenting experience. Um, it's not going to be perfect when I say successful. I mean, it's honored God. It has brought him glory. It has, um, you've seen his hand, his handiwork all over the place. He will honor you by giving you the land. And uh, then it goes goes on to say, you'll see the wicked destroyed. You know, that's kind of a nice little side thing there (laughs) because I'm just going to be honest with you. When people push back against you, um, as a believer, um, because what I'm doing, um, involves complete, it completely comes from faith. Like I homeschooled, we homeschooled our kids out of our faith in God and our belief that he was calling us to do it. And so whenever we're deterred from that, uh, discouraged from that experiencing a pushback from that heavy doubts, condemnation, that is actually the enemy at work. Okay. And he uses some of the people we love the most Without them realizing that he's doing it, they can say just the right, wrong thing at the wrong moment that just pricks our hearts and can cause us to be discouraged. And so understand that the wicked really means the enemy who is working and he's always trying to discourage us because he knows that what we're doing matters. And not only matters, it is an incredible threat to his kingdom, to the kingdom of darkness. And um, so... Um, press on. So it's important to remember that you are not alone. I also like to think about all the women of the past. Think about the women who, um, in, in throughout history, crossed oceans dangerously for a better life for their children and their grandchildren. They crossed the country in covered wagons and. Uh, I mean, they experienced terrible sickness, death, all kinds of things. Why? Because they were thinking beyond their own comfort and for the long-term good of their kids, um, but not just their kids, their grandkids as well. So we need to be thinking in terms of multi-generational thinking, okay? Okay. Um, our pastor said a a few days ago, he said, you know, someone's been thinking multi-generationally, but it hasn't been the church, right? We see, we're starting to see, you know, kind of like, wow, um, all these things are coming out uh, around us that have been going on for a long time. And there's been a very strong agenda in the school system um, to pull our children away from Christianity. And so Again, someone was thinking multi-generationally, but it wasn't the church. So the church needs to start thinking multi-generationally. And we do as moms understand that what we're doing is for the good of our children and our, and our grandchildren. So I can tell you this um, as a mom of adult kids, um, it really becomes clear that it's not just about your kids. The people they work with, everybody they talk to every single day, people they associate with, people they go to church with, their spouse. Right? All their associations as they walk throughout life are affected by their presence. And so their words, their actions, their kindness, their generosity, um, their bearing witness as a believer, all of these things impact people so there's this humongous ripple effect that we have no idea about as your kids grow into adulthood and then you launch them and you see them in all these different scenarios and you start hearing stories back and people telling you you know your son was such a blessing blah 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 blah, blah. all of a sudden you're like wow so all the work the plotting day in day out is so worth it that's why I love that That passage we just read about traveling steadily along in the Lord's path, okay? So um, again, not only women of the past, but remember that women now, today, are experiencing the same thing. So we have that camaraderie amongst homeschool moms that we've all experienced this kind of pushback. We have that commonality, and there's something very bonding about it. Um, I have talked to, uh, I have a very good friend who um, uh, didn't homeschool her kids, and um, I, I think sometimes it was a little bit of a struggle for her to understand why we were so um, defensive. Um, protective is the word I want to use for all homeschooling moms, because we have this common bond that we have forged this this difficult path we're on. Um, and we, we continue to press forward and we encourage each other along. And this is why it's really important that as homeschool moms, we don't eat each other alive, right? We support each other. We do our very best to be the best support to each other that we possibly can, because everyone's at a different place in their journey. And so it's important to understand other moms are experiencing the same thing. You are not alone. The other thing you need to remember is just because you experience opposition does not mean you made the wrong decision or that you're doing it wrong. Okay, that's, you need to put that out of your mind. Every parenting and homeschooling journey is unique. Protect and defend your family's, specifically your children's right to be who God made them to be. That's fulfilling his purpose for their life, right? We want to fulfill, we want them to fulfill his purpose for their life. Not this friend over here who has all these opinions, not your neighbor who thinks she should be doing things another way. But really, it is really up to you as the parent. You are responsible to walk that path with your children and um, protect and defend their right to be who God made them to be. And so understanding that your parenting and your homeschooling journey is unique. Right. Another thing you need to remember is that you don't owe anyone an explanation for your decision to homeschool. I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but I just want you to know that you do not owe an explanation to anyone. Okay? because who is ultimately responsible for your children? You are. You are the one who is ultimately responsible for your children, for their education, for all things concerning them. As the parent, these are your decisions to make. Yes, it's a heavy responsibility. Yes, it can be challenging. Yes, we doubt ourselves sometimes. But the bottom line is that God gave us these kids to raise, to homeschool, to educate, um, to prepare for life. And who cares more about your children than you do, right? A parent's love is incredibly, incredibly deep and wide and strong. And um, it's a little bit difficult to understand sometimes when um, when you're not a parent. But it's like once you become a parent, whether it's adopted or foster or biological, um, there's a love for those children. And we all of a sudden realize that we are making a long-term investment and it is our investment to make. Others may travel in and out of our parenting journey and our homeschooling journey, but we are in it for the long haul. So when you come against opposition, remember there are good reasons, more than likely there are good reasons that you pulled your kids out of the public school system or out of the school system, right? I. Everybody has their reasons. Everybody has their motivations for that. Ultimately, it was really about what doing what you thought was best for your children, okay? So don't forget that. You made that decision based on what you believe to be best for your children. And so don't forget that motivation. Don't forget that that was why you did it, Um. Keep the big picture in mind. Remember your mission statement. So, um, in my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler, I talk about how important it is to um, write out a mission statement. It doesn't have to be long. Um, I get in a little more deep descriptive of what that looks like in my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler. Um, you can find that on Amazon. But essentially, it's things like what is your vision for your kids? what kind of adults do you want them to be? What do you really want to do with them? What do you want their education to look like? What do you think is important for them to learn? Um, I asked myself early on if there was no one else to tell me what I should or shouldn't do, all rules aside, all fear aside, um, what would I actually really want to do with them? So what I ended up doing was um, realizing that I just wanted my kids to, I wanted my kids to have a childhood. I wanted to have a good relationship with them. And of course, I wanted them to understand, you know, how to do basic math and um, write and, you know, all those basic things. Um, And I wanted them to do what they were passionate about doing. And so I just tried to always bear that in mind when I was making um, decisions about what activities we participated in, how we decided to homeschool, and all of that. And it's part of what brought me to the concept of um, unhurried homeschooling. And it's been a huge blessing for our family. And one thing I really, really want to emphasize to you is to remember that your kids are watching and listening to your responses so sometimes we don't think they're really listening and we think that this conversation we're having with someone in front of them is, is just between us. But the reality is our kids are watching. And I was talking about this with my adult, our oldest adult daughter today, and she reminded me that um, they as kids got a very clear message um, through each of these potentially awkward conversations with others, um, they got the message that they were smart and they were valued and that what we were doing was a good thing. Um, She basically said that my message to others was bottom line, be positive or else. (laughs) And I think I did that in the kindest of ways and the nicest of ways. I always smiled. I was pleasant. Um, And I, I did sort of like, I think I gave off an air of confidence because I honestly never got super duper hassled like some people I know have been really, really, um, literally harassed about homeschooling. And and I never had that experience. I don't know exactly why, but I did really try to stay positive. Um, I spoke positively about our kids, about our homeschooling experience. Um, and so, you know, sometimes it helps to have some sort of scripted Things um, in the back of your mind uh, when you get those common um, concerns that people have um, about things like socialization, right? So I'm gonna give you just a few things um, that you can just sort of, you know, put it, tuck in your hat. Uh when someone expresses their concern about socialization, which by the way is is such an old argument. It's 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 People have been using that one as their first argument against homeschooling for literally decades. And uh, things have changed so much in the homeschooling um, world. You know, our kids are very, very social. They're always doing things. And there's just, uh, I won't even get into it. You all know exactly what I mean. But I'm going to give you some of the little scripted lines that you could possibly use. Okay, so when they're concerned about socialization... Say something like, I'm concerned about it, too, because socialization is teaching kids how to function well in society, right? Here's another one. I don't think spending all day with 30 other kids and one adult is necessarily the best way to accomplish those goals, right? How about this? Socialization... Um, or uh, socialization is more about conformity. Socializing is uh, learned by being around people of all ages, right? And our kids get lots of experience with that. They can talk to little kids. They can talk to grownups. I mean, obviously, they learn that gradually over the years. But as we're going about our daily life, we're always around different ages of people. And I think that's a wonderful way to socialize our kids. Um, We get together with friends. We get together with other family. Um, so one of the other things that I, I like to do, especially when my kids were particularly, uh, talkative and, um, kind of engaged in the, with the, in the conversation, I would ask the person who expressed concern about socialization, um, do my children seem unsocial? <laughs> because I tell you what, my children were not unsocial, Um, All right. How about concerns about college? You know, you get those, you know, you've got this little five-year-old and and somebody else wants you to answer their questions about college. I say we have full confidence and great resources. So if our kids want to go to college, they most certainly will. Uh, Another thing that we've said is uh, there are many paths to success. College is not the only one. How about homeschooling through high school? Don't you love that one when they just say, oh, that's great that you're homeschooling, but you're not going to do it through high school, right? Right? (laughs) Another, uh, so here's a line, um, a couple of of them. We have great resources and mad problem-solving skills, so we are confident that our kids' high school experience will be superior to the average high school students. Another response, our kids are incredibly motivated and we plan to give them every tool they need to be successful in high school and beyond. You know, what can they say to that, right? You know, we may not have our plan in place, right? Because our kid's only five years old or eight years old. And I can tell you that the plan unfolds a little bit at a time. You don't ever get the big trajectory. And that's okay, but a lot of people don't understand that. So you can just explain it this way. Um, This is even... Uh, words of faith, knowing that as you continue to press forward and and travel that path steadily that God has put in front of you, that this is exactly what's going to happen. We watched it happen with all of our kids. Um, But one of my favorite responses is actually just to smile and nod some conversations just aren't worth having. You know, some you can tell, maybe you're in a hurry. You can't necessarily express fully what you need to express because maybe you're waiting for your table at a restaurant and, you know, you're going to be called soon to sit down. It just depends on the situation. So I just listen and smile and nod. And if I think my kids heard something, Um, that I didn't agree with or, you know, whatever. I would, we would talk about it later when we were alone. But I would just listen and then essentially do whatever I want, right? And what is that? What I believe is best for my kids. It doesn't mean, let me just preface this, it doesn't mean that God can't use someone to speak to us. You know, maybe someone will mention something that we, you know, we didn't really address there, but kind of bothered us later and we can decide, well, is that something I need to pay attention to? I would just pray about it. If it's something that keeps coming to mind, then maybe it's something I could be, you know, maybe it's something I need to address. Um, Just be prayerful about it and don't let opinions supersede what God is leading you to do. Okay? So again, it comes back to the fear of man versus fear of God, right? The scriptures say that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's where wisdom starts, is when we put God's opinion above everyone else's. And then Proverbs 3 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Then it goes on to say, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So you hear those both things, both of those times where God is saying, um, don't lean on your own understanding. Um, and don't be wise in your own eyes. So we're just continuing to seek the Lord. We're always learning. Um, that's the beauty of homeschooling is we get to learn right alongside of our kids. Sometimes we're learning what they're learning. Sometimes we're learning, um, our part as a homeschooling parent and, and that's okay. That is a really, really good thing. So the bottom line is that it's actually, and hopefully this won't sound harsh, it is actually no one else's business how you choose to educate your kids. Now, I know that we have extended family. We have parents who are concerned. And it is good to be respectful, um, to listen to their concerns. But be careful how much you listen to. Because I have um, talked to homeschool moms who have really allowed um family members that they love, they respect, and they they don't want to be disrespectful and they want to make sure that they're being wise. Um, Let these people wear them down. So it doesn't matter who they are. Be very, very careful that you are keeping to that steady path that you believe that God has put in front of you. So too much in here is going to mess you up. So just know where that line is. And, um, you know, sometimes I've had to say to people, you know, I appreciate your concern. Um, I, can, I can assure you we are really, we've done our research, we've prayed about this, and we really believe that we are doing what's best for our kids. If you have any more concerns, would you just pray for us? And I say that because then it puts them on a path of prayer rather than just, um, spouting off opinions. And so that's something that's really good to say to people, especially if someone's very persistent and they're kind of in your life on a regular basis. So at the end of the day, you are the one who is ultimately responsible for all things concerning your children. Parenting and homeschooling is a journey, like I said before, and we are often learning right alongside of our kids. Um, what we really need to do, slow down. Slow down, shut out the voices, stop worrying about what other people think and be fully present with our kids. Um, Other people's opinions can be a huge distraction from the precious time that we have with our kids. It can be ways to grow us, grow our grit, get us um, a little stronger and more confident in what we're doing. But there's a song that I uh, listened to today. I've heard it before, but it just brought tears to my eyes. And I thought, I need to share this with you guys. So I'm going to share the YouTube link to this song. But I want to read you the first verse and the chorus. Um, it's Nicole Nordman. Uh, it's called Slow Down. It says, here's to you. You were pink or blue and everything I wanted. Here's to you, never sleeping through from midnight till the morning. Had to crawl before you walked, before you... You ran. Before I knew it, you were trying to free your fingers from my hand because you could do it on your own now. Somehow. Slow down. Won't you stay here a minute more? I know you want to walk through the door, but it's all too fast. Let's make it last a little while. I pointed to the sky and now you want to fly. I'm your biggest fan. I hope you know I am. But do you know... But do you think you can somehow slow down? So I'd love you to listen to that song. It's very sweet. She sings it with, um, I think it's one of her children. So I'm going to include that link in the in the notes. And um, I hope you were encouraged today. I'm going to just uh, close in a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for every mom, every parent who's listening. Lord, we thank you for giving us the children that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of homeschooling. Father, it's, it's work. It's a lot of work, and it requires a lot from us mentally, emotionally, physically, God. But thank you for the blessing of being able to pour into our kids' lives to be able to walk alongside of them, to be able to build relationship with them day in and day out as you talk about in Deuteronomy, um, instilling your principles as we uh, sit down and as we rise up and as we walk along the way, Lord. We ask that you would help us to slow our hearts, be fully engaged with our children and thoroughly enjoy this journey with our kids. In Jesus' name, amen.